Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Punk Rock Horror Podcast. I am the Undead Man. And I'm Krampus Cody. And today, we are here to remind you that if you live in a nice little suburban country area, and all of a sudden, that one rich neighbor of yours who's kind of a jerk but keeps to himself starts deforming and his body starts to grow tentacles and he's cutting people in half, I hate to tell you this, but you're now in the movie Slither and you're going to have to figure out a way out of this mass-forming orgy of bodily dismemberment. Is that Michael Rooker? It is Michael Rooker. Swack! That's how I feel like they would go. Like, hey, is that Michael Rooker? Swack! <laughs> <laughs> I am the Undead Matt, joined with the amazing Krampus Cody. Yep. And today's guest is one that we are so excited to bring on. One that's kind of, it's another one where we never even thought we would be able to interact with somebody this cool. <laughs> we don't know what's happened in the cosmos that is allowing us to have these moments, but we are very much appreciative of it. Everybody, please welcome the amazing, the local legend, the gem himself, Smurf. Wow, that was, that was, that was too kind. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. You got, got me blushing over here. Like a gem. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad we could get you out of the 5280 uh, Geek Studio to, to come on the Punk Rock Horror Podcast. It, wa- it was a little odd to, to get on the highway and drive way the hell over here. <laughs> I was thinking of um, Pulp Fiction when Winston Wolf is like, where you guys live? Over here, over there. Here's a word of advice. Move out of the sticks, boys. And Andy just jumps in his car and leaves them. And I'm like, move out of the sticks, boys. <laughs> it doesn't help that I live even more up in the sticks. I live in Wellington. So I drove down here. Oh, my with God. Guys. On the other side of Fort Collins? Yeah. Holy crap. So it's like, more in the boonies. Yeah. Does Elizabeth Banks live next to you? Because, I mean, she is in Slither. So, I mean, I wish. That's, that's the only reason I can imagine living in Wellington. Yeah. No, this is pain. It's cheap. It is cheap. That's, that was my thing. Actually, I've had family live up there, so I can't, I can't, I can't dog on Wellington. Yeah, it's a no, fun I little town. Like to. I still dog on it every now and then. <laughs> it's good. Especially when I have, like... I'm pretty certain at least 40% of my neighbors are cops, so I'm, no. like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Cop or firefighter, that's the only thing to do up there, so. Pretty much. <laughs> Shoot things or burn it down. <laughs> I'm more a fan of the latter. Yeah, I like the burning. <laughs> no, what I love about Slither is James Gunn, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and him and Michael Rooker have just made a career out of doing everything together. Yeah. Every, every gun yeah. film... Michael Rooker. There's Michael Rooker. <laughs> it's oh, like, like Tim Burton and Johnny Depp, it, except well, it's better. It's not as creepy. Exactly. It's better. It is better. <laughs> it makes there, me happy. There's an actual sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because you add stripes does not make it scary. <laughs> uh, today's episode is also brought to you by SlashingCast.net. Please check us out over there at SlashingCast.net. Support them. They're an amazing little hub of horror and wrestling podcasts alike. And again, welcome to the show, Smurf. It's Thank awesome you. to have you on. It's uh, Again, like I said, for us, it's definitely more of a surreal moment because it's like it, you're, we grew up here in Colorado. We grew up listening to your voice coming up, and uh, it's because of men like you that you were able to pave the way for guys like us. So, well, thank yeah. you, too, um, kind. And anytime to to talk horror, hang out with you know the fans. It's it's like minded individuals. I mean, come on, he named himself fucking Krampus over here. <laughs> It's my favorite myth. It is, it is spectacular. So no, thanks for having me along, and um, we'll we'll try and entertain as we as we go. Absolutely, I'm do my best. So <laughs> jumping into it today, uh, you uh, aside from talking about your greatness, we are here to talk about 
a huge festival coming up in Colorado, one that we are very proud to be able to attend yeah. and even being slightly associated with. Um, let's go ahead and talk about it, though. We're going to jump and talk about the Colorado Festival of Horror. So a very, very big thing coming up. I don't want to spare, spoil too much of it, but what is a Colorado Festival of Horror if our listeners can't take it from the name? So the name might be a little misleading. <laughs> it's right. a country show. It's a country show. <laughs> Strawberry Shortcake is the guest of honor. And everyone can ride Pokey the Pokey Pony later. Uh, no, we sat down um, and we decided that there was no horror con there's no like niche we've seen like some horror cons come and go there's a horror film festival right. um there's the telluride uh horror fest but here in town to go along with like Starfest or denver comic con or uh ndk yeah. everyone's had their own little niche and horror was severely lacking and i know more horror fans than i do anime fans and right. i'm not i'm not picking picking on the kids of course, yeah. of course. Maybe but a little. Maybe, maybe a little. But I mean, it's yeah. they, 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 they accept who they are. Yeah, they but they when you were, so when you were talking about tentacles right away, I was like, oh, so we're gonna go some dark anime shit right out of the gate. All right, you you've suddenly entered in some bad anime tentacle porn Great. <laughs> but there is no there is no festival of horror horror con con of bad evilness right so all of us are like okay let's let's do this so there's five or six of us give or take depending upon the day that get together and form the the colorado festival of horror so we were supposed to be live last year but the rona hit Right. So we just basically rolled everything into this year. So uh, we've taken our love for horror uh, in any genre, whether it be television, movie, even music, um, and have just expanded upon that. Uh, it's 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 surreal. It's cathartic, and it is absolutely brilliant to get like you guys, like fans that you know. There's so much you haven't seen yet, and I almost am envious. Okay. <laughs> because because you get to see shit for the first time. Like yeah. I remember the first time I watched Hellraiser, mm-hmm. scared the shit out of me. Oh god, yeah. the first one. <laughs> but to see that again for the first time and to have those jump scares, I really envy you guys because you guys are coming into a new golden age of horror. Mm-hmm. There's so much good shit that you can watch. Kind of skip the '90s, but you know, hey, that's all right. <laughs> um, but that '80s and that '70s classic. Almost said classic porn. Classic <laughs> horror. That, that classic porn. I mean, that's basically the same. There it is. Tits. Because <laughs> the rule, if you got high or if you stoinked, you, you were done. Dead. Dead. <laughs> so you got to see some of it. That's right. I mean, a different stabbing altogether, but... <laughs> Oh, that I just I just just poked her and then got stabbed to the ball. <laughs> but I mean, there there are those moments, and you're like, well, she's gonna die now. And you know, it, it was it was horrible, but it was it was honest, it was true. And I even watched the new Fear Street. Have you watched that on Netflix yet? Yeah, Not yeah, yet. Yeah. No. Wa- oh my! I've actually watched the first ten minutes of the first movie. Oh the my first god! Part. It's like, so good. Yeah, and it takes elements from those those eras mm-hmm. and really integrates it into a very cohesive story and it's really well put together cool. so well, isn't it done by rl stein yeah yeah oh, like okay. it's basically r-rated goosebumps Ooh, yeah. okay <laughs> i didn't know i actually didn't know that part about it that's actually really exciting it's, it's so clever so well done so, cool. 
But so we we get all together. We decide we're going to do the horror con, and now at the Embassy Suites off of I seventy and Havana, it will be here September tenth through the twelfth. Sweet. So um, very so excited. very exciting. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> so excited for this. And we talked about it on our last episode, episode one seventy one, that we're also going to be there, call us, but at the festival, we're going to be on the scene, doing on spot interviews, doing some cool stuff, putting it up on our YouTube. So do check us out over there. But uh, coming back more to the festival, uh, it's with regards to the Mile High Horror Film Fest and Telluride. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a big deal because up until this point, it has just been film festivals mm-hmm. for the most part. Not so. so there hasn't really been a convention dedicated to horror and i think whether it's because you know colorado for a long time was known as the psycho state before it was known as the mile the actual mile high state or because of the amount of ludicrous crazy things that come out of our state there has just been this natural abundance of people that love horror Mm -hmm. here so i mean what has that been like what has the reception been like so the fans and it's funny because you would think the word would spread like, you know, fire. But there's still people that were reaching, because just the other day I was in a comic shop and uh, for Free Comic Book Day talking about it, and they're like, there's a horror horror fest coming? Yeah. And I'm like, yes. And I, <laughs> and I, they just, whoa! You know, so the reception has been great. There, we, We've gone to um, multiple shows, multiple cons to promote it, and everybody is just as, like, you guys is excited to, like, well, it's about damn time. You know, they're like, why didn't you do this sooner? Well, we don't. We were busy drinking. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Alcohol is a hell of a drink. It is. Just, we time can flies. kill wine bottles like no other. So we're sitting there. And everyone has, has, been, has been gracious and been very kind, and they're excited. Uh, we'll have Trailer Park. So we'll have different trailers for upcoming horror films and other movies and shows. Uh, we'll, we'll have a screening room. So we'll have movies that are going. We've got a, a group of guys that are working on that. Main events, we'll have Q&A. We'll have a costume contest for uh, horror enthusiasts. I, I've already heard it's like some of the costumes that are coming. And there are yeah. pri- cash prizes, including passes to next year's uh, con. So everyone is just kind of like, ooh. But I know for a fact we will have a Cenobite. Oh, my God. Oh, cool. That's so cool. I was like, oh, man, we could go as uh, do our costume we did from the live stream. Right. Just put you as a giant cardboard tree. And, like, we, <laughs> we wrap Matt's head around with uh, paper as a, yeah. to be a um, I was telephone a, pole. Uh, yep. And I was the girl. <laughs> I was the kid from uh, Hereditary. Oh, my God. So we busted my face up and everything and poured blood on it. And we put, like, <laughs> strands of hair on the telephone pole. So we were Hereditary. Oh, <laughs> my Halloween God. <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we did the whole thing. I drew lines of the telephone pole, put even little pieces of hair on myself. <laughs> and then we, like, got, like, a, a fake mouth for me and, like, ripped it open and, like, stuck nice. it Nice. It's my Twitter picture. I like it. <laughs> it's my Twitter profile I like picture. that a lot. Yeah, it, was, it, it, was what I, it was either that or a, a lovely fr- friend of the show, Aaron McGarry, also said, a paranormal princess herself, recommended that we should be, um, what was it? I, I'm now forgetting about it. It wasn't Heaven's Gate, but it was just a... I put on oh the Kool Aid Man the Kool Aid guy so the Kool Aid cult he'd be John Jones and I'd be Kool Aid Man uh, yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm always surprised the Kool Aid Man never took out a kid busting through a wall <laughs> right <laughs> I'm constantly amazed by that and like I'm surprised Family Guy never did a joke on that you know like, he went through so many walls and they were just like no missed, naughty naughty missed opportunity it's, cross, like, it's oh crossing a line yes it's crossing a line that's crossing that 
that would that's what Seth MacFarlane is worried about. Obviously. That's the line. That's the line. Not getting the kids with the Kool Aid Man. Here, no farther. We'll do jokes about everything else. This? Nope. nope. <laughs> so uh, we have main yes, events. Bring yes. it back, yeah. Uh, we, we'll wrap that back around. <laughs> so we have main events. So we'll have all of our guests, most of our guests, do a QA. You guys have access to the media room. So you will get uh, up and close with our guests as you are with me. So are you sure you want us to be? I, mean, I you know, it, judgments be what they may. I'm I'm okay with it. And I'll make sure to wear like five rows of deodorant. Just so like sweat through it all, just like I'm so excited right now. Just like, <laughs> like, like, like a gun holster for deodorant, just yeah, in case. Basically. A bandolero, <laughs> a bandolero of band. Just, ah. I, you can call me the deodorizer. <laughs> Taking this OD to the next degree. Jeff body odor issues. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> so yeah, as being media, you guys get up close and personal with the with the guests. So. You got 15 minutes, I guess. Make it count. That'll be, that'll be interesting. Uh, but we also have our own uh, death dealer room, so everybody okay. can go in and shop and get autographs and you know meet the meet the stars. We will, and we're very excited about this because we've been working with Outworld Brewing, who oh, cool. is up in Longmont. Yeah, I like them. And they have crafted our own beer. For the event. Oh. oh, fuck yeah. So we will be actually unveiling it. You By the time your listeners hear this, it'll already be passed. But the beer launch is Saturday, uh, tomorrow. Got it. Uh, up in Longmont at Outworld. And it starts at 5. And then it'll go to, go to 9. So we're launching the Elixir Immortus. Ooh. Oh, that's cool. The... Art is done by one of our guests, Xander Smith, who did the rock monster in Godzilla vs. Kong. No, no way. Shit. That is so cool. Hell yeah. That is so cool. So he, he did an amazing drawing of this little vampire girl that's on the label, and it turned out really good. We had Zamberder on the podcast, on mine, uh, last month, and he just... He's so excited. He's just all over it. He's just like, <laughs> he's just excited energy. Like you can't wait till you see what I got for it. And he's just totally on board with it. So he'll his artwork. There will be prints available, limited in addition to uh, certificates of authenticity for it. So it, it, it'll be kind of fun. But if you can't make the beer launch, we understand the beer will be available at the HorrorCon, in addition to our own commemorative glass that goes with the con that will have the label and all of that. So uh, there will be pins available in addition to shirts and all of the the appropriate... Colorado Festival of Horror Swag. Know what I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so it's this great. It's like a um, I want to not a grapefruit. He's it's got a darker red tinge okay. to the beer. Uh-huh. Um, they wouldn't let me. Well, they Jeremy and I were in the back and they would have let us sample it, but they hadn't put like all of the finishing touches on it. Oh, okay. And I'm just like. That's okay. I just want to try it. And Jeremy was all for it, but he's all like, no, no, you're right. We should wait. Um, At least lick the spoon. Yeah. <laughs> all of barley. Da, 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 da. Wash my face. <laughs> just do laps. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay. It's okay. I'm smurf. The one and only. And me, Jeremy was fine with it, but he's just like, we'll wait. So Saturday, tomorrow is the big day of the, the beer launch, and we're very excited, but not to worry. We'll have it at the con. Awesome. 
Awesome. We're excited for that. I'm cool. So <laughs> I, we do want to bring him back to Colorado Festival 4, but I do want to also talk a little bit about your show, 5280 Geek. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give us the synopsis, the, the, the sales pitch of 5280 Geek? Um, <laughs> 5280 Geek, uh, we have the Weekend Geek Update, which is my podcast, and we do weekly podcasts surrounding the the geek world at large so whatever's happening in tv movies comics toys um cons across the country we've covered it all we interview local national celebrities just you know just kind of fun light-hearted stuff mm. cosplay we just had a local author joe valen on who finished his second book that's now available we've had xander on uh we may have to have you guys come down just so you can Hang out in the studio and kind of that'd be cool. Absolutely, give us give us your blow by blow from Colorado Festival of Horror. If you guys want to come down, absolutely, I'll I'll have you down in the studio. You guys can hang out. Uh, But it just kind of depends on the day. But fifty two eighty geek also, it's more than a podcast. It's it's a way of life. So we got um, our weekend geek update. In addition to my top five comics, we've got your quarters worth. We've got uh, the listener who does his classic rock hits. Um, Red does her videos of different things. She has a book coming out called uh, A Winter Snow Day, and it's a little horror book, kids picture book okay. that she's unveiling at Colorado Festival of Horror. She's been she was a good part of the podcast all last year. But she needed to work on her book. So she's, no, she's been yeah. on hiatus. Uh, but it's fine. So, I mean, it just really depends on the day. Uh, we also have the meat and potatoes, which is our movie review section. And it keeps it quick. No spoilers. Meat, potatoes, verdict, done. And and that is cool. that is it. We've been running for um, five, six years now. Six years for 5280 Geek. Oh, so yeah. And then we were doing... I've been doing podcasts since 20... 11 2012 after I left radio nice. well so uh, you're you're obviously you have a lot under your hat you're your man of many hats with that as well and, <laughs> and also and, and also Joe Valen he's such a cool dude we had him on here for uh, when we talked about uh, the history of remakes and horror mm-hmm. and like he's such a good guy yeah shout out to him as well we gotta bring him back on here yeah um, he's got that new book so he him and Lily were in the studio two weeks ago yeah yeah and just Joe Joe's spectacular. He yeah. cracks me up. Uh, we also had um, um, Barry Barry McLean, who's also unveiling his comic at Colorado Festival of Horror. So it's uh, it, we try to get as much as we can and celebrities, and we're working on new stuff for the next year. We've got um, some new projects coming. We've got PJ who does his toy opens. The podcast also does a video. So we'll do geeky cocktails. We'll do whatever whatever strikes our fancy. The toy opens have been very fun. We're waiting for the new toy season to start so we can get more comparisons of yeah. like mm-hmm. old versus new and so it just it just kind of depends. But and then doing cons. I mean that's that's the bread and butter. Anytime I yep. we're doing um, C2E2 this year or no no not C2E2. Pardon me, Emerald City. C2E2 is out. <laughs> it's okay. Well, it was either New York or Emerald City. And I'm like, I'm going, I'm going to Emerald City. I did New York last year, so let's 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 head west, young man, and went to uh, Emerald City this year. So we'll have that coverage coming when we go out in December. That's so exciting. I, uh, it's it's very just again coming back to the word surreal. It's very surreal 
having you talk about this stuff because I, I feel like we do have a veil of still being an underground type of show mm-hmm. on our end and so being able to be recognized even by by you and be 5280 geek as well it's just been a huge honor and then also being chose for colorado festival for i mean like i said uh, as fellow djs and this type of respect you know very <laughs> yeah. very much real with it um you have been like an inspiration and a hero well, to you. us because like mm-hmm. i said we we grew up listening to you uh our entire lives and so it was just such a cool thing to hear about all these machinations happening in Colorado I mean you're a big supporter of Colorado I am you love the local scene you support the hell out of it um, has that made it easier to set up the Colorado Festival for yes and no because sometimes yeah, things don't go according to plan they they tend to go sideways on you right yeah. so there are times where you're just you're slamming your head against the wall only from the standpoint of you you just want to give the best experience possible and right. just like you guys yeah. i mean this is this is this is your love but at the same point you want you want to give the best experience possible and sometimes it's a little deflating cuz you're like i just want to get this one person this one celebrity or this one right. this yeah. one interaction and you fight and it finally pays off and that i think in itself is worth all of the effort and everything that you put into it that's why you keep punching yeah, uh, and to have that payoff here with the Festival of Horror the way it has, and you know, working with Denver Comic Con in the past, working with Starfest, always being not in the center, but at least helping create, helping mm-hmm. architect everything that goes on. It's fun, it's rewarding, and just at the end to see someone, you know, walk off with you know that big yeah that big grin, and you're excited, you're like. Okay, that, that that's the payoff. That a fact that that something is going to stick with them, and mm-hmm. you and you help bring that to life for mm-hmm. that to happen. That's, that's a huge takeaway. Oh heck yeah! Mm-hmm. It it really boosts the experience. It really it boosts the confidence as well. <laughs> it I mean. really does. Yeah. yeah. It's just like oh wow, I, I didn't know uh, my dick jokes actually did that for you. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> no, but uh, seriously, no. It's it's a it's a very huge like confidence building thing to see that effect. <laughs> Uh, what are you most excited for with the festival? I mean, obviously there's a lot to take from it, but what is the one thing you are most excited about? I think one of the things I'm excited about is interviewing uh, Victoria Price. Okay. Um, she's one of our guests, and growing up, Vincent Price was one of my heroes. I'm one trying one really of hard people. to like just keep. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to stay cool right now. Yeah. Victoria yeah. Price. Like, just contain yourself and all of a sudden I like how you're just so Look, just so humble about it you're like yeah Victoria Price I'm like yeah Victoria Price well Victoria Price I and and to be fair she's she's very down to earth she's very 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 cool yeah um and her father and I'm sure she hears it from a lot of people right yeah. but growing up you know I grew up middle of Wisconsin nowhere and on Sundays they would have like on PBS and all that the old black and white films and that's how I got introduced to horror of course. and and watching Vincent Price watching Abbott and Costello and just I mean they were the highest paid celebrities of their day that's yeah. how come they could have Bella Lugosi how they could have all of these horror legends oh, yeah. on their on their show and do these movies so to be able to like just simply talk to Victoria about her dad 
I know she doesn't have like a whole lot of his stuff to sell, right? But you know, just to even just have that interaction, that moment to sit down and talk to her, yeah. Um, as intimate as this is, is kind of like a huge like. I, I make it a rule: never meet your heroes. And, yeah. and and for and I and I stick to this because Denver Comic Con. Do we need to add this recording now? <laughs> no, no, no. And it's fine. It's fine. Because um, I stick to this because John Kuzak. I again, I love Kuzak. Yeah. And he's coming to Denver Comic Con, and I'm like, nope. I'm not going to meet him. I don't want to interview him. I, I'm just going to admire from afar. I'll meet him for you. Uh, yes. You know, I was like, I just just go, and I'm going to stay here. And. It, she's she's far enough removed from Victor that uh, it it won't bother me interviewing okay. her because it's just like okay because otherwise yeah I'd probably just I mean no and then we have Brie Larson who is one of the stream queens yeah and she is absolutely <laughs> spectacular um and, and uh, Slumber Party Massacre yeah is it, Classic eighties, just oh, it's yeah. It, it was it was the golden age of that, it right? Was. It, it really was. It I really mean, was. but uh, I'm s- trying to keep my composure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah how uh, how do you keep your composure? I mean, you already did kind of talk a little bit about it, but like, I guess for me, if I was talking to Victoria Price, it'd be so hard to not want to ask questions about Vincent Price, right? Right. Like, well, how, and you would vote. It would revolve around that because I know she she worked on other projects with her father and I know I know from other interviews that you know the backstory and all that so based on that I've extrapolated my own questions building off of somebody else's and that's sometimes when you're doing your research when you worked at the station you wouldn't have a whole lot of time to do research right you just kind of had to to wing it so my improv skills are fairly decent so I'll come up with questions as they're talking so you just you just you literally just really have to listen yeah. and that's enough to take the edge off the interview because yes you're sitting this close to you know Tony Todd and you, you, you've got to stay focused and Tony is an intense individual <laughs> yeah. I cried I just cried sit down look at him and you go hi I'm like, no it's, no, it's no. much deeper it's like Hey. Yeah, 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 I, was say, I was like, that's candy, man. The Green Reaper itself. Like, that's the type of composure I don't know if I could have. That's a fake hand, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, you know, Tony and I sat down and we've had great conversations. He, he's a huge lover of whiskey and vinyl, which is two of my strengths. I could see that for see, some I'd reason. Take him to the pub. Oh, <laughs> I went. I went. Pub. I went to the bar. Oh, oh good. Oh yeah. Good. Oh yeah. I hung out with Tony. We've had lengthy conversations oh, together. Yeah. We were at um, Alamo one year, and they had brought Candyman in, and I'd worked with Tony on an independent film project here, and he, of course he recognizes me, and we go right. We get kicked out of Candyman <laughs> because him and I are talking and laughing, and and the manager comes, and he's all like, "Listen, you two are oh." You guys are gonna have to kind of keep it down, you know. Because he, wait, he comes to kick us out because you know the Alamo's got that rule. Okay, yeah. if you talk, you get booted. Okay, I, so here comes the manager to be all managerial, and it's Tony Todd that's talking. What do you do? You yeah. get, think fast. You have sixty seconds. Just, uh, you're kicked out of your own movie. So with Jim that, talking the hallway. <laughs> Pop quiz hot shot. I just kicked Tony Todd out of that theater. I'm not going to use the bathroom for the rest of the night. I'm avoiding all mirrors. I'm going to die. 
so he was very gracious. He's just like, can you guys just kind of try and keep it down? And Tony's all like, yeah, we're, we're sorry. And he's very gracious. He's very humble. And Tony's Tony's a great person. Um, so he leans over to me. He's like, uh, I'm sorry. We should probably wait. And I says, hey, let's go to the bar. He's all like, it's a great idea. So him, myself, and Brett, who's in the Colorado Festival of Horror, we call him Brett Leader One because he's a Star Trek fan. And... Um, <laughs> We go to the bar, and they have my favorite bourbon, Blanton's. So we kill a bottle of Blanton sitting at the Alamo, drinking and talking with Tony while Candyman's playing. Nobody, right. You know, mm-hmm. Tony got up and left, and we went and drank. So uh, it was it was fun, and it was a good chance to catch up with Tony. He's at uh, Texas Frightmare the same weekend that we're having the Colorado Festival for. Yeah. Or otherwise, mm-hmm. Tony would would be here. So no, we're, I, I still I still too damn funny. I can't imagine yeah. what that manager was going oh, through. Oh, couldn't you just shit yourself? Like, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> like, I guarantee he probably walked out. So he's like, oh, we got another just a couple of hooligans. You know. People yeah, causing you know, trouble, man. and just holy shit, is that Smurf and Tony Todd? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Like, what's uh, what, what's the problem, Mister Manager? <laughs> Am I really gonna tell Tony Todd he's being too loud in his own movie? You can just you can just see that manager walk out, just totally defeated. Like I don't know what to do. <laughs> just like sitting at the bar, and just. Argh. But at the end of the day, he's he's a cool guy, and that's kind yeah. of how we've mm-hmm. always approached interviews on Fifty Two Eighty. It's just. Just sit down and just just talk to him. I mean, I made I've made cocktails for people that come on the mm-hmm. show. I mean, Xander, I made him um, the brass monkey uh, because <laughs> of what was going on on Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon. That's pretty good. Yeah, Loki just. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's a horror show. We know. It's a, it's a horror, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I mean, it's just it just kind of comes down to just just talking to him, and it, it really once you get into that mindset and you get into the flow, you'd be surprised at how quick you can just kind of just put yeah. out your mind that I've, that's one thing that i've always admired about you when uh, growing up is that you always had that natural way with people you just knew how to talk to people and you knew it didn't matter where they came from what background you just saw them as people mm-hmm. and i think a lot of, uh, in a lot of ways that's how i try to conduct myself with interviews and so does cody when we bring on guests is try to have that same type of energy of it's a hangout atmosphere we just mm-hmm. want to get to know you um, and we want to do it in your comfortability. You know mm-hmm. what makes you comfortable because we a lot of our interviews that have been of our some of our favorites have been that where it's just been we've been able to create that type of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, I just yeah, I want to give you that compliment okay. that, that we did admire that I do admire that about you. Yes. And and it it takes practice. It, it's taken me years to yeah. to get that 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 comfort in there because there there have been times where you just sit down and you're like. <laughs> that was when I met you. <laughs> that was when I met you in, in, in person. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Thank you. But in the, and there, there, there are times that it has the adverse effect because because um, I'll say his name because he's a dick. Uh, <laughs> Bill Maher. I, I met Bill okay. Maher. Oh, okay. And okay. I yeah. admired him so much at the time because he had his show. And I, and I was just like, God, he's just on point. Met him. And he was a complete horse's ass. To him. <laughs> and I'm all like, well, fuck you too, dude. <laughs> and that right there was just like, all right. So yeah. I, you never, you never truly know. Yeah. But I mean, doing the cons and interviewing, one of my best interviews, um, I it was Denver Comic Con, and I got to sit down with uh, two Doctor 
Doctor Who guys. Oh, so, okay. Uh, Peter Davidson and um, uh, Sylvester McCoy. Okay, wow. Oh, and yeah. it's cor- it courses during like World Cup. Yeah. So my first question is, who are you pulling for? <laughs> Manchester United? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. And it just started this, this great this great dialogue. And, of course, Sylvester McCoy is um, in Hobbit as Radagast the Brown. Right. But I, I totally, I, I flub it on purpose. And everyone was like, oh, you just totally fucked that up. Because I wanted, because Sylvester delivers it with this, and he has this roll of the tongue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I pooch it on purpose just so he'll say it properly. <laughs> oh, man. And every, and my team, my team looks at me like, what the heck? What's wrong with you? And I'm like, I <laughs> did it on purpose because I wanted to hear him go, Radagast, little bro. you know. And yeah, he, yeah, right. And yeah. the way he delivered it was just so good. But I mean, just to sit and interview a couple of doctors from Doctor Who was just, it was just like so, so cool. So, oh, that's so cool. Now we know the feeling because when we had Robbie Wrist on here, it took us so much to not go like, can you do the Michelangelo voice? Yeah. <laughs> and like, we were like, how can we just have him naturally do it? And then it just took Matt to lie in the, I, yeah, the middle just... of that interview just be like, I'm so sorry, man, but can you do the voice for us? Like, could you just, like, <laughs> he's like, oh, fuck yeah, old dude. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, yeah. he's a really cool dude. Like, I'm glad I took that shot because, like, during that whole interview, I was like, okay, he seems to be a lot more down to earth than, like, you know, I, I would have thought because, I mean, what what would you think when you're about to meet the guy who did the voice for Michelangelo for multiple voice acting mm-hmm. roles? And mm-hmm. so uh, I was, I'm just glad that, like, I, I took that shot because that was, that was just a really cool moment. Well, you, you have to do it because, um, I sat down with Rob Polson, yeah, who voiced Donatello and Raphael, and um, <laughs> who do we ask we did interview? Who voiced the other act? Yeah. We need we need to get the rest of the turtles on. Get Leonardo <laughs> and we him and I did this thing because it was down at the um, uh, Imperial Theater for mm-hmm. Nerd Night, and he's doing a speaking, and of course uh, we do this bit on stage. He invites people up, so I go up, okay. and him and I are doing. Uh, our Arnold's back and forth, and then we had a walking off where both of us are doing our Christopher Walkins, and he just he just freaking trashes me. But I mean, he's so so good, and it was like you know the Walking Dead of Christopher Walken walking off, and and Rob Paulson is such a he's such a good human, and he's so genuine, and just to sit there and talk with him, and I've run into to Rob since then at like C2E2 in Chicago and New York, he recognizes me. And one of them was like, it was weird, but it wasn't. It was in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, okay. And and you know, <laughs> washing hands, look up, Rob, Smurf, Smurf. <laughs> That's exactly how it was. <laughs> so him and I come, and it's always weird and awkward when you see two men walking out of a bathroom laughing, and it's it, it's as weird for us as it is for you. We, we we promise you. And of course, Rob and I are going back and forth and talking, and just you know. Yeah. Hey, how are you? Are you you know catching up and all of that? So, it, it is fun, and you do make those connections. And these people, at the end of the day, are just people, and they're real. Yeah. And they just wanted to be treated like people. And Rob is so gracious and genuine when you approach him about you know Animaniacs, all of the voices, and the wow. first thing I asked. Uh, well, it wasn't the first thing, but I warned him ahead of time when I had him on the podcast. Is I'm going to ask you to do the song. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my absolutely, God. So it, it was, and I, and like he's like you, you finally this. I, I went right at it. I'm just, <laughs> just like took the shot, Rob. 
I mean, we're about to do this podcast, and, and I appreciate you sitting down, but I'm warning you ahead of time, I'm going to ask you to do the song. And he's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about that. And I says, I'm going to close out with it. Okay. So we do the whole interview, and Rob was great. And and as as promised, I asked, and he's all like, oh, yeah. So he sings the whole da 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 I think it was four or five of us around the podcast table, and he's and we're all just like, yeah, how could you not? Bouncing up and down like that monkey with the symbols, like, yeah, this is great. Uh, and then you know, uh, two of the girls that were hanging out at the table escort Rob back to his table, and he's just grinning, and he's got you know two women, and I'm just like, it was perfect. It was a great, it was a great, great interview. But yeah, Rob hasn't been back. Since, but I ran into him at uh, Utah, and he's doing well. So that's, cool. that's all that matters. Yeah, that's all that matters. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that, that was. Hey, a... I'm going to ask you to do this song. Like, at least you have time to prep. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it was funny because he just like slipped in it. Like, e- okay, no problem. <laughs> I wonder, like, right. he probably sings, like, I feel like he sing, has to sing the song to himself at least once a day, so he has it on. <laughs> <laughs> I would honestly imagine he's probably in the shower, just da 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 It's his routine, you know, as he soaps up the hair, he rubs the bum, he, you know, lathers up. I could just see it, you know. He's like, it's the perfect timeline. It is. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have the hair, you rinse it out, and you rather it once more time. Okay. <laughs> Now, if we could turn that into a horror theme, stabby, stabby, pokey, 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 pokey. diggy in the ground. <laughs> this memory gets falling out. Everyone's now dead. <laughs> oh, right. man. Uh, it, it, it's Smurf. This is uh, too wild of a podcast. I mean, you just have these all these cool stories. You have these cool interactions. I mean, I, you met Tony Todd. You Rob, yeah. uh, I just, I can't, uh, it's all running through my head now. Um, the comprehension of what we're the what we're in right now, mm-hmm. and uh, with that in mind, we do need to move on to the main the main meat of the show. The meat yes. of the show, which the I'm very show. excited about, Krampus. I have to admit. <laughs> but before we do that, uh, one more time, uh, for all of our local peeps, ghouls, gas creeps, mutants, where can they go to get their tickets for the Colorado Festival of Horror? You can go directly to the Colorado Festival of Horror.com. We also have a Facebook page, Kofo uh, C O F O H. No, C O F O H O. Yeah, Kofo. Okay. I got to think about that for a second because there's just so many letters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we have a webpage, we have a Facebook, we have an Instagram. Uh, we've got a bunch of stuff that is constantly posting. I'm sure you guys have been sharing stuff, so you can go to mm-hmm. the page and buy the tickets. VIP is sold out. But regular admission is still available. Uh, you can also follow and stock me on 5280 Geek. Got top. Got <laughs> Ran out of coffee, <laughs> and there's no booze in it, so I'm screwed. Um, go to 5280geek.com. We also have a Facebook. We also have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. Uh, we have the Moment of Geek on Instagram. And today's, uh, I think, is uh, we're celebrating a Disney princess that no one probably thought of. So go to our Instagram, and you will see who I am referring to. Uh, other than that... No. Oh, is it Captain like, America? No. <laughs> it is someone in a dress. <laughs> okay. So if you go to Instagram right now, you will see our our special Disney princess of the day. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and we always do different stuff on the Facebook page. You can find every link there for the podcast. Uh, we're on all that platforms. iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon, uh, the list goes on and on. Just go to your favorite podcast supplier, 5280 Geek, or... 
the Weekend Geek Update. And we'll have those links in the episode notes below as well. Ghouls, Gals, Creeps, Mutants. So please check out 5280 Geek. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet for Colorado Festival of Horror, make sure you get one. You don't want to miss out on it. Um, it's going to be, again, we're going to be there. Smurf himself will be there as well. You don't want to miss out on it. It's a big thing. It's a big, huge deal. It's where all the cool ghouls will be. And I know you definitely want to be a cool ghoul. But with that in mind, I think we need to jump into the main meat of the show. Cody, yeah. what are we talking about? So... In light of our guest, I also wanted to throw in one last thing before we jump into the meet, and I wanted to play a game. I actually wanted to bring back our little horror game that yes. we haven't been able to play in a little bit. Uh-oh. And so, would you like to play a horror game with us? Okay. Sweet. <laughs> so. You're uh, going to be my friend. Yes. It's time to play the If you could have a name be a named serial killer, what would your name be? Like, what would be associated so, with our MO? Yeah, what would okay. your, your MO and your name? Okay. Hmm. Okay. So, like, no. for me, I would want to be called the pedo killer. I would just be driving around and everything, and I would just be hunting down the pedo. Oh, pedophile. Got pedophile. it. Okay. Like, Dexter. <laughs> yeah, the pedo Got killer. it. Okay. 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 <laughs> and so, but I would have done it all during COVID. So it'd be the COVID pedo killer. Ah, so okay. Okay. Up and stuff like that. I would be going around, b- bouncing, like look up where they are, look up all their. Well, stuff I mean, they're all registered. I mean, it would yeah, be, yeah, yeah, there's a are. list. But here's the thing: is like, since I've done all like my research and actually re- reading up on, like, reading the the rap sheet, could you know, because there are some people like, well, they're not all, you know, sex offenders and stuff like that. Like, I just pissed in front of a school, and it's like, and right. now I'm registered yeah. as a pedophile. So obviously, I'm gonna actually go through. That I was vacuuming naked in my own house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is a thing. <laughs> so it's like, that's how I do. How I would have done it, and it's COVID nineteen. So nobody's looking for them because they're like, hey, I don't want to be associated with a kid touching. So <laughs> it'll be a while before I'd get caught too. I feel. I like. think so. I think I, that's. I think so. that's fair. But I feel like such a fat ass because I thought you were gonna like be more outside the box with it and not actually kill people. I was like, yeah, I'll be the cake killer. <laughs> like, you kill somebody oh, just stuff their face with cake. At the end. No, I, I think I, I think you meant like he sits and like orders yeah, a no, cake and just goes to town. I just go to bakeries yes. around the country and I just like ransack their whole shop and just eat pieces of cake. Yeah, and, then, <laughs> and, like, and I'm just yeah, and you're like, no, I'm killing pedophiles. I'm like. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> that's, a, that's the great thing about this. You can take it either way. You can make it funny or you can make it serious or somewhere in between. Well, it could be like Johnny Depp and, uh, what was that movie? Uh, thing, thing, uh, Dead in Mexico? No, no, no. Oh, no, no. Where he's, uh, um, if the guy makes too good of a meal, he goes in the back and shoots the chef. Oh my god. What's upon a time in Mexico? Yes, that's, that's it. it. That's it. <laughs> I could totally just like, nope, this is too good. <laughs> Okay, I'll go with that. I, I will go with being called the oh cake killer, God. and I will do that. And I will go to every every fantastic cake shop, and as soon as I have cake, that just makes me view things on a different plane of existence. Orgasmic? Yep. There I'm, you just, go. I'm just going to bag like, no one else can have this now. <laughs> and I stuff their own cake inside their body. Like, if a regular comes like by the next like week, and I'm like, man, your cakes used to be amazing. Why are they just kind of like... Mediocre now. Like, they're all right. I'll eat it. But they're like, look, man, have you heard of the cake killer? (laughs) He struck. (laughs) We've seen him around. He's been around these parts. And I just, like, have the, like, the withered, like, detectives with the cigar just, oh, my God. 
Oh, the frosting on this one is still too fresh. Give me my insulin. <laughs> you put me in a diabetic shock. <laughs> You're gonna die. I don't know. I mean, I I, I, I got to think of what things like annoy me. <laughs> what it really like, you know, twists my melon. So I'm thinking like. People who drive slow in the fast lane. Okay. Oh my God! Right. That is. I mean, especially when you're coming down from Wellington. Yeah. So you have so much drive on I-25, and you got that one person that is just going slow as balls. But see, I would probably find them, take them out into a field. <laughs> you follow them. Yeah. Beat them with a tire iron. <laughs> And then stuff berries in their their holes, like berries? yes, because I would still be the roadside Smurf killer. <laughs> <laughs> and he has to bury them. So. Oh my God! Choke them. <laughs> I would make their head a little mushroom house <laughs> with berries sticking out of their eyes, their nose, and their mouth, with a little hat that looks like a mushroom, and they would they would just be a new mushroom house for a Smurf. Nice, nice. Oh my god, that'd be great because then you'd still be called the Smurf Killer. That's right. I can just see it now, like a whole movie too, where like the detective finds you on a bridge and he's just like, "It was you all along," and then you just turn around with your face all blue, white <laughs> beard, start throwing berries at him. Yeah. You are a gargoyle. Uh, fuck you, fucker. I'll bury you in hell. <laughs> Route 66! Get it, bitch! I was gonna throw another motivation to you. I was gonna say people that smack their lips. Like You know, I, I really it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I actually went out with a girl and she chewed with her mouth open and oh, that was God. the end of the date and we never spoke to her again. I can't so I can't handle it. I'm like, oh no, you chew your food wrong. And that was that was the end of the date. And 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 I, I left. I was just like, no, this this isn't going to work. You're you're too wrong. And, and that was <laughs> just, just you know, <laughs> sub table manners. Yes, just some. Just some. I mean, I, I, it wasn't like they were a sloppy eater, and you know, right. shit was flying out. Right. But the no, nope, yeah, no, nope. just nope. I used to do that to a coworker of mine because it pissed her off. Like nice. I don't chew with my mouth open because I have manners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, she, but she would sit down, and I loved it when she would just have a bad day. And I would do this because she's just like a little rough and she's just like, it's been such a long day and I'll be coming in fr- <laughs> just starting my shift because right. how it used to be like with the kitchen that I used to work as like we all took our breaks at the same time. So right. the morning crew is like nearing the end of their day. L- night crew is like just starting, but we had to take our break together. So it's just started and I would just see her like, I just want to, I just want to go home. The vein so in the forehead yeah, popping. And she's right. just done. She's a mother of two. And I'm like, <laughs> let's remind you why you're a mom. Game on. <laughs> oh She'd just be like, why? Cody, why? And I'm just like, oh, my bad. <laughs> so nice. See, so and nice. I, I'm on the opposite of the dynamic where I do it on purpose to get people away from me when I eat. <laughs> Where I don't want to, because I when I when it, whether it's at work or just in general, when I want to eat lunch alone, I don't want to be around people. I just mm-hmm. want to decompress and just be on my food. That's all I want. So I just. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like that's like riding the bus, and you want to keep the seat to yourself, so you just kind of sit there and act kind of like tweaky, yeah. and and then of course the bad side of that though is if the guy getting on is a tweaker too, and he's like, oh hey, you're one of me, and he sits down yeah. next to you, then you're like, I've had that, I've I've well, done that balls. move and had that blowback on me like. That too. I've had that happen to me. I'm just like, if I look like I'm wigging out, nobody will bother me. And then, sure enough, a guy who's wigging out harder mm-hmm. comes on. And he's just like, "Hey, you got any more?" And I'm like, 
So I'm like, fucking, what do you think? It's all up my ass. Wired for sound. Cool scanners on him. <laughs> nice, nice. That's like, a good like game. Killers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, so bring it back to it to know. So that. All right, so continuing on our German serial killer trek here, we are going to continue that, and we're going to be talking about the forgotten cannibal of Zibiche, Carl Denke, a.k.a. Vater Denke, also Papa Denke. Kind of picked it for a reason. <laughs> because of our guest. <laughs> and I thought it would be a cool filler. But anyway, so... Mr. Danke, he was born August 12, 1870 in Münsterberg, Silesia, Germany, now known as Zibice, Poland, because at that time it was pre-World War I and pre-World War II. So Poland was bigger, <laughs> or Germany was bigger. I don't know. They were still fighting over that little thing. So. No, that one little thing. Yeah, that one little know. thing, that, that barrier. That small before thing. Before the Nazis came. That thing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Carl, he was born into money. And so he was born into a family of father, uh, of farmers, um, and they also kind of ran a little bit of a, a not a fostery. They, they were foster kids. God, oh, Jesus! God. I like far, 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 foster kids. So he had many. He had a bunch of brothers and sisters, and the family was pretty well off for it. Um, but Carl was kind of a bit of a problem. So he is a little oh. bit of a problem child. <laughs> no, uh-uh. no. He wasn't very violent, but he just he had behavioral issues, and so and he also kind of had like a, uh, ah. I don't know why I'm like stumbling on myself. He, so he wasn't right violent. Now. He just killed you know the neighborhood pets. Yeah, you know. No, he actually you know, he didn't do that. <laughs> he wasn't very violent. He was kind of uh, they kind of think he was uh, mentally retarded. Oh, okay. And so he was just he was special, and he didn't even talk until about the age of six or seven. Oh, there's a flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so, uh, one story that came out was that uh, it was told by his parents that just because he had his things, like, he wasn't very much help on the farm, so he didn't help out with a lot of the farm work, so they kind of let him do his own thing, and he loved to make mud pies. And so they're just like, just fucking go. <laughs> go play in the mud, I'm working here. Um, and so because of that, they just let him wander off, he did his thing. And so, he, as he got older, he would eventually want to take these mud pies to school. And, like, show his friends and everything, because special. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so, now, like, actual mud, thing, mud like, pies. Yeah, mud okay. pies. Like, you make dirt pies, mud pies. Just make sure we're that not, That was like... his thing. And so he was just super excited about okay. it. And, like, he wanted to learn how to sell. His dad, like, would sell animals and stuff on the farm. So, like, you know, that was his thing. And he would eventually become a butcher. So, like, maybe this was kind of where he was starting. So he decided to start taking him to school. And all the kids, like, they didn't care. The teachers didn't care either. Like, he doesn't do good in school. Like, just let him have his fun. <laughs> and so, but there was one kid who didn't really like that. He particularly didn't like Carl. His name was Johan. And so one day, Johan decided he was enough. Uh, he just had enough of Carl's shit. He didn't like that everyone kind of pitied him. He was just kind of, he was a bully. And so Carl's pulling his little wagon full of mud pies just oh, all man. excited one day and this kid just fucking loses it runs over flips the wagon oh, pushes no. Carl into this mud pies and starts going muddy dinky muddy oh, dinky my God. and the kid started joining in and everything and so Carl got so embarrassed and he was so upset that he ran home and just fucking ran away 
wish that actually happened. I made that up. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Jesus. Like, no wonder this kid snapped. Muddy Dinky. Muddy Dinky. I mean, don't worry. You're not going to feel bad for the story about him later. So. Oh, I, mean, I would hope not. <laughs> but that part never happened. But what act? So the whole mud pie thing is totally fake. I made all that. Oh, up. Oh, for I'm real? Oh, you peckerhead! Because <laughs> I was like, I'd never heard this. I was like, oh. <laughs> like I would. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, what is true? What is known? is that th there really isn't anything known about his childhood besides that he was a problem child, uh, he wasn't violent, he had issues in school, and at the age of 12, he really did run away. Okay. Like, he's just like, fuck it, I'm done. Like, he just, he didn't like his, really care for his family, he wanted to do his own thing. That's all, that's what's actually known. So I was like, I'm gonna play with this since nothing's known. Oh, Wiener Zane, dear mud pie. Muddy Dinky. Shit. Adorable rules. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. This, this is like a John Hughes film suddenly. Oh. Cool. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. He, like, he did actually run away from home at the age of 12. He was a problem student. He did have, uh, it, he didn't talk till he was about six or seven. Um, I don't trust you anymore. <laughs> so, that's why I like putting it in the beginning. <laughs> but, yeah, no, when I read, like, not much is known about his childhood, I was like, I'm going to have fun, just like I did with Belle. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and yeah, and so, but, I, and so the funny thing is, like, when he ran away from home, they didn't look for him. Like, so I'm pretty Jesus. certain they're just like, it's like, I'm pretty certain that actually, like, they're just like, fuck it, he's gone, I mean, whatever. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah, he couldn't do anything on the farm anyways, and he was failing in school, why do we care? So Did anybody see Carl come home today? No. 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 Yay! Me neither. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and they start all start knocking on wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, um, <laughs> Okay. So okay. he did. So Carl would end up coming home, and they're like, "Fuck!" Um, but, yeah. but he came this back guy home, again. And it's kind of. Uh, and this is also a little bit up for debate whether he finished elementary school or not. Like I think, I think he just dropped out. They just said, "Fuck it!" Like the kid's not going. Um, and so he ended up would go. He would go on to become an apprentice gardener, um, and he would do this for the next for the next several years and he actually did good mm -hmm. so he's a little bit of a gardener everyone's like cool like he has something so that's also why i said the mud pies it's yeah, that's what i thought because i knew yeah, cause, yeah exactly because <laughs> i know the story and i'm like i've never heard the mud pies before but okay <laughs> that's why i threw it i was like it's not too far from the truth so you gotta play with it <laughs> it that, makes sense but the garden thing is true <laughs> everything from here on out is allegedly true from documentations and everything. I didn't make up any of this part. Okay. <laughs> for the rest of the story. I, I, still think I you're, promise. You're, I still think it's taking him on for Smurf to come back to trust you at this point. <laughs> no, I promise I didn't. I didn't Vile bastardo. <laughs> so totally had me. <laughs> if it helps, I was right there with you because yeah, I, I didn't know either. <laughs> I, dude, I put more I put more thought into this one than I did the Bell Goddess one because I was like, I have to make it believable. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Um, so, uh, so he did this, and then uh, until the age of 25, he did the gardening and everything. And at the age of 25, Carl's that ah, Carl Dinky's dad dead died. Dinky dad died. Dinky dad. Oh, Dinky dad. Dinky dad. I put in garden. I I plant posies. I dinky upset. I dig grave now. Dinky garden.
Sort it out. No frustration. Dookie grieve. Oh, he grieves so much. Um, that, uh, so Carl's dad, or Carl's older brother, would actually inherit the farm and most of the fortune. And Carl uh, did want to get left out, though. They're like, we can't, we can't forget about little Danky. And they gave him some money, and he would go on to buy a farm and fail horribly at trying to be a farmer, just like Papa. Oh, so God. that didn't work. So uh, he didn't, he wasn't able to actually uh, run the farm, and it failed. And so he would, uh, he sold his farm, and would go on to buy a house in Munsterberg uh, that also had a little bit of a garden and a shed. And so that fit up his alley. He was like, cool, I got a shed, I can garden and everything. And also around this time, he decided to start taking up butchery. He became a butcher. <laughs> and we'll get there. And so, yeah. And so he's a butcher and he's butchering all in the town of Munsterburg. So his reputation in town, he was beloved in town. Everybody loved Carl. They were like, he's so nice, he's a generous man. He's a little bit awkward, and they're like, he's a little awkward. He doesn't have a girlfriend. That's weird. Right. Like, that's that's what they're worried about. Oh. The fact that he didn't have a girlfriend. Oh, okay. okay. That Of all the things we'll find out, that's what the trigger was that for was, the people. What a, what a, like, a bro mentality. Dude's okay, but I don't know. He seems to be a bit of a virgin. Yeah, that's <laughs> literally what it is. <laughs> like, they're all, yeah, he's so sweet. Especially for, like, the, the turn of the century. I would think. Out of all the things to worry about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and they're like, yeah. We have constant disease, but if that dude isn't getting tail, I do not I trust him. Yeah, he doesn't have a wife. What's wrong with him? So, he's broken. <laughs> besides questioning him of his girlfriend stuff and stuff like that, he was beloved. He carried uh, the cross at, evangel at funerals and everything because he was an evangelist evangelist right yes what, yeah, evangelist cool evangelist there we go um he carried the cross at funerals he'd play the organ during church and he would also offer his place of as refuge for wary travelers oh, and that's <laughs> where it goes sideways so he would get he would feed them he'd give them a place to stay he'd tell them just do some work around the house help me out with some things that i can't do I can't read. I can't write. <laughs> I can't you can read. do this for me. And, like, that's what he would do, he, you know, because he's like, I didn't even finish elementary school. <laughs> and so he'd offer these people some jobs. And no one really, like, everyone was like, oh, good pop, good, good there. Good. Potter Danky. That's what he got Potter Danky. Like, Potter Danky. He's so helpful. He helps all of the, like, poor people. <laughs> Danky and, play organ well. <laughs> he helps them, you know, those vagrants over there. And But sometimes those vagrants would never be seen again. <laughs> they wouldn't say shit about it either. <laughs> like his neighbors were just like, eh, eh. They Well, to be, to be fair, they're vagrants. They're, they're Exactly. They're, they're walkabouts. That was the thing. Dude, yeah, Carl so. doesn't have a girlfriend. I'm sure they're fine. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, come on. They're fine. He's giving them a job. Come on. So, after, so World War One is taken, is also happening during this time. And at the end of World War One. Germany gets bent over and fucked hard with reparations. Mm -hmm. It's so bad that they wouldn't be able to pay it off until 2010. <laughs> 2010 <laughs> is when they finally paid off all the debt that they were handed from this war. And so due to, you know, Germany being one of the yeah. tyrants during this time <laughs> and losing the war, inflation happened. And so because of inflation and just a quick look, I mean, I'm not going to go into it. I'm not a fucking... Economist, yeah. Uh, yeah. but because if inflation got so bad, like literally everyone in Germany lost their money. 
So if they had savings, it was worth nothing. Mm-hmm. Like literally, the if you were middle class and middle class and down, you went all the way down to rock bottom. Yeah. Like you, all your savings are gone. Everything you're like, I have ten grand in savings. I'm gonna be a rich man. Fucking useless. <laughs> it's one of those weird times where like high society people are now down in yep. the bunker ass bus and we're just like, first time, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think he's a king for? <laughs> he hasn't got shit all over him. Yep. <laughs> I fucking, how's it going, lady? Hey, Duchess, you said I wasn't good good enough for you then. How about now? That's right. Guess who has a working toilet and who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. Guess who has some meat? <laughs> Guess I'm the shit now to our die. All right. Anyway, so anyway coming, coming back. So, coming back. Coming back. So during this time, the, uh... So because of all this, he loses his house. So Dinky loses the entire house and everything because he can't afford it anymore. Inflation is just disgusting, but he refuses to leave. He's like, no, this is my house. I will not fucking leave. I will take that small apartment room down there. And so they gave, they like built them a little, they had, there's like this little storeroom apartment like type thing to the entire house. So he stayed there. I won't leave, but I will compromise. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. And they're like, and so it was bought, it was bought by two families. The whole house got bought by two families and they turned it into an apartment complex. Okay. And so because that's how it was, like literally right. a regular house was turned into an apartment complex because <laughs> that everybody needed a place. And so Danky had a little room. Like uh, one apartment in the whole place, and he was in, ch- and he got the garden and the shed. He's like, "That's all I want. I just want those things." And they're like, "Fucking fine, you can have that. Just stay here." And he's like, "I mean, I'm still gonna do butcher work." And they're like, "Oh, great, cool, <laughs> cool, yeah, <laughs> free, Yay, free meat, free meat, basically, yeah." <laughs> and so, and again, they, I'm pretty sure they also took pity on him. He was a beloved member of this, of this, like of the, the community, town. Yeah, yeah, the community yeah. and everything. They're like, "Yeah, sure, you could stay there." And also, and so. After he did this, he still kind of did the same thing. He, like, did all the other stuff where he was going to church and everything. Everyone's like, oh, good, Papa Danky. Then he <laughs> also started at this time going door to door with his meat. And he would sell his meat and be like, it's pickled pork. And everybody's like, fuck yeah, Speaking pork. of the pedo killer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he was going door to door in this town selling his goods. And so, and everybody, meat was a delicacy at this yeah. time. Like, every, like, it, it just, it wasn't anywhere. So, you know, he's going around going, here you go. Here's some meat. Here's some pork. I'm going to discount for free, whatever. Just, it, and he was able to stay afloat. He also. Fucking Book of Eli and shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the, the meat whisperer. Uh-huh. And then he, but wasn't just in Munsterberg. He also had a uh, license to sell meat in, uh, was it Warlock? how you pronounce it uh did, i have to go all the way down to this lady real quick sorry i just i warlock uh, warsaw warsaw no not warsaw warclaw warclaw thank you gotcha. warclaw, uh he sold he was selling it in munsterberg Zipechi, and uh warclaw and so he would bounce back and forth between the towns selling his meat products he'd sell so this is what he would sell to everybody he, he would sell meat that they called pork uh his most popular thing was jars of boneless pickled pork Pickled meat. He would, sell, <laughs> he would sell leather, also leather goods like suspenders, okay. belts, 
Shoelace. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to decide oh, which. I mean, this is all bad, but wait. which out so, of the two is worse, pickled so, or belt? <laughs> so he would sell that, like, and he'd travel town selling all this. People were eating it up. They're like, yeah! <laughs> Even the belts. Quite <laughs> literally. So, you know, because he was a delicacy, it was in short supply. Somehow, no one ever questioned. How did Carl? How was Abel Carl to sell it so frequently? They were probably but just like, glad to have food in general. They would turn a blind eye. They're just like, "Fuck it," and I'll get into like part of the reason why. <laughs> but um, anyway, so and he got into a huge reputation, great reputation, and he was doing this for years until December twenty first, nineteen twenty four. So oh, he's been selling meat for about ten to twenty years at this point. December 21st, 1924, a homeless man named Vincen, uh, Vincenzo Olivier was found stumbling along the street, bleeding from a head wound. A coachman named Gabe Gabriel is the one who found him. And he asked the man, what's wrong? Like, what happened? What's going on? And the guy said, Vater Denki attacked me with an axe. And he points to, like, seriously, points to his house, and you just see, like, Denki in this doorway just going... <laughs> I, get, I got this image now of just like Danky being pointed out and like camera switches to Danky exactly. like, with the axe still ahead just like, Michael Myers <laughs> moment just like, ah! like, I pictured like John Goodman because Danky was a huge man oh okay he was 300 plus yeah. pounds he ate really? he, okay he was a big one yep. he ate he, this guy <laughs> after, well I'll get into it like Did he was he? a big man so I'll go into why he was such a big question man question is did he eat more than he killed or killed more than he ate We'll get there. <laughs> so, uh, so he said that he attacked him, and so Vincenz is the only person to ever go to the police and make a statement about Dr. Denki. And so he was, and so he goes, he got like they they bandage him up, like they t- he takes him to the police station and he makes a statement. And the police are just like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> no, Papa Denki. Papa Danky. The guy who you. just gave me bacon. Yeah. The man who just <laughs> sold me some pickled pork this morning attacked you. And he's like, yes. And so then they did, uh, they had a, they had a nurse come in, clean the guy up. And she was like, well, he was attacked by an ax. So that did happen. And they're like, You know, no, you're, fuck you. You're going to jail. So they arrest the guy for t- and put him in jail for 10 days of vagrancy. So, like, one of the earliest, like, records of, like, victim blaming. Basically. Oh, so, my yeah. God. So because vagrancy was actually illegal in Germany at the time. Oh, okay. And so if you're homeless whatsoever, like, they just pop you in jail. Like, they just throw you in prison. And so that's one reason why they think not a whole lot of, like, if he had other, you know, escapees, mm-hmm. why no one came forward because they didn't want to get arrested. Right. So... Because he only targeted yeah, uh, vagrants. Oh, yeah. So, so for like for about a day or two, they're just arguing with this guy. Like he did not fucking do that. He's like he fucking hit me. As he's still <laughs> he's bleeding like, out of the yeah, head. He's, bleeding. he's like he tried to kill me. What do I have? And th- so they're just like fucking. All right, with an fuck. axe, yeah, right in the air. And so the police, Look. the police was just like, fine, fine. We'll go talk to him. And Epic. so they. They go to Danky's house and they knock on the door and like, hey, hey, Mr. Danky, we, which could we come in? We need to talk to you about something. He's like, I can talk to you in my doorway. Uh. And like, okay, you know what? That's fine. See, yeah. smart, yeah. smart, like, smart, smart, smart. And so they're like, okay, well, uh, do you know this man Vincenzo Oliver? He can, he is Olivier. 
He he's claiming that you attacked him. He's like, oh yeah, I did. He attacked me. See, what happened is I brought him into the house to, and I fed him some food. Oh I fed him God. some stew. I was giving him a handout and the guy tried to rob me so I attacked him in self-defense. And they're like, alright, well, you gotta come down with us because we have to look at the crime scene now. And he's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, he thought he was clever. <laughs> you know, he's like, what? And they're like, look, we got we gotta take you down and so this is gonna happen. And so he's oh like, okay. And so they take Vincennes, and so they talk to Vincennes, they take Dinky down, they put him in a holding cell and they go talk to Vincennes like, Okay, what's your story, man? And he goes, okay, here's what happened. Danky offered me some food if I had money if I helped him write a letter. Because, you know, Danky can't write or anything. Right, right. That's a lie. He can. Um, <laughs> so, and so he accepted it, and they went to Danky's place, and Vincennes sat at the table, had a little bowl of stew <laughs> that Danky gave him, and he's like, okay, I need you to write this. And so uh, Danky's like, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to write, and then you just write it. The guy's like, sweet. So he goes, Adolf, you fatty. It's actually what he says. And so the guy goes, <laughs> what? And he like turns around. And as he turns around, he just sees this pickaxe coming down, grazes the top of his head. And, <laughs> and then Jens goes, shit, and like legs it out of there. <laughs> what type of like Kathy Bates mystery shit is this? <laughs> Bones, you must not talk about Zephyro in such disrespect. Exactly. <laughs> And so, and so, the, uh, so he legs it out there, and that's when he ran into the coachman. And so, like, okay, all right. Then the police was like, all right, all right. Um, well, we got to go to Danky's place. Let's go get Danky's. We have to get it, his official statement. And so that it's been two hours. He's been in the holding cell for a couple hours by himself. Like they're like whatever. And so I'm just imagining this one like cop. He's just tired. He's like. Christmas is coming. <laughs> I don't. It's the it's the twenty third, the twenty second. Man, like I'm tired. I just want to go home. Hey, Papa. Oh my God! And so they just find Danky laying on the ground, hung himself with a handkerchief. Oh my God! In his cell within two hours of going to jail, they just plopped him in his cell. Said we'll be back, and he pulled out this fucking handkerchief from his Shit. pocket. And the dude was so big, he couldn't hang himself. Like hang, hang. Right. So he ties like a handkerchief, hanky, a fucking yeah, hanky. Yeah. Ties it around his neck and he tied it to the bed and he lays down oh. and hung himself like that. Oh, <laughs> like because geez. he was just so and because there's so little rope, like yeah. kind of stuff. And they're just like, what the fuck? He's not even suspected of anything. <laughs> they're taking his side on this assault. Oh my and god! Like, what the shit just happened? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and so they're like, what do we, what do we do? And so they're like, I, I, all right. Well, so they give Danky's body to this family. They're like, he, he killed himself. And they're like, why? And he's like, we don't fucking know. <laughs> so they're like, all right, so we're going to, we're going to take him. We're going to give him to the family. And now we, we have to go see his house. They, we still have to. Like, they, we at least have to go look, give his belongings to the family and stuff like that. Right. So Christmas Eve, they get a very, very awesome Christmas present. Merry Christmas to the police force. Christmas Eve, they walk into his front door. And I'm pretty certain at least one cop started vomiting immediately after. Like, it probably took, like, three seconds to register. And I'm just imagining him, like... 
They walk in like, all right, we're going into Papa Dinkus house. Hey, what's this? And oh, (laughs) 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 so I'm pretty certain at least one of them did. (laughs) Olaf, what's wrong? Is all the other officers just walk in and start throwing it? Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's just a chain of throwing. Yeah. I'm certain that happened. Yeah. That had to have happened for about thirty minutes, man, at least. And so they finally got their shit together. And, and the chief's just like sitting on the curb, just like they're morons. They're all fucking morons. Yeah, like they're just stupid. Why are they stupid? What is in there? And the chief walks in, just oh my god. So, <laughs> listeners. If you are eating right now, I would, I would especially, you know, put down the meat, chicken, put, put down, down the chicken, put down the pork, put down, you know, what, put down the tofu. If you're, if you're, <laughs> just, if you're eating, don't just eat, stop. just don't so, eat right now. It's the best way to kind of give us a, give a description is that I'm going to read from the actual report. The, let's see, the report date. So the actual, I can always, the, oh my God. Crime scene report. There we go. The crime scene report. I keep space on this thing. I'm going to read the actual thing. So Leo. If you could give us some decent music for this for this part, we're shout out have, to our editor Leo. Yeah, we're gonna have our very uh, very first in the coroner's words. So, and it states, the first findings made in Danky's house during the search were bones and pieces of meat. The latter were in a salt solution found in a wooden drum. They were altogether 15 pieces of skin, two parts of the breast, which is strongly hairy. The torso is cut through the middle, three fingers above the navel. Its lateral limit is the front shoulder blade and the piece of the anterior abdominal wall. The middle of the navel is visible. The remaining pieces belong to the side and back parts. The largest is about 40 by 20 centimeters large. Particularly striking was a very clean anus with hard, large parts of both buttockses. He just left a nice scrumptious butt fuck there. (laughs) The meat is brownish red and does not feel as if the body would have lost much blood. On the back, some soft bluish discoloration is visible as well as liver mortis, which leads to the conclusion that the disassembly of the body took place several hours after death. Who's up for some rump roast? (laughs) Let's go get barbecue. (laughs) I could use a nice brisket right now. This is... How about some flank steak? <laughs> I need some ramen. <laughs> Who wants chowder? <laughs> Toss me some butt in there. <laughs> Jesus. And so, it goes on a little bit. I'm going to skip a little bit of a head. This is what, uh, this is my favorite part. So just to save face, he like this, this corner was like, look, I can't fucking tell everybody what I know he did with this meat. So he goes, I should like to mention here that there is no evidence that Danky has ever sold the meat of his t- of his victims. All evidence has obviously been eaten. <laughs> However, it seems certain that his, his guests, that his vagabonds, were offered to eat it. So anybody that went over to Danky's place got some oh food. And so... Wow. And then that wasn't all they found. Skip a little bit ahead. Again, in the coroner's own words, this is what they found in the shed. So they go out, they go to the shed. In the shed in which the meat pieces were found was also a barrel full of bones that were cleaned and tendons, muscles, etc. That most probably have been priorly cooked. Oh my god. The investigation initially revealed the existence of six forearm bones, which means that they belong to three people at least. Another trace, other traces were found behind the shed. A part of a leg remained in the pond that Dakey had dug up many years before, and also skeletal pieces were uncovered in the local forest. Here's the full list of what has been sent to them for examination so far. 
16 femurs of which one pair of remarkably strong ones, two pairs of very thin ones, six pairs of two less femurs, 15 medium sized pieces of long bones, four pairs of elbow bones, seven heads of rat radii, nine lower parts of radii, eight lower parts of the elbow, a pair of upper shin bones, a pair of lower elbows and radii of which extremities still remain well connected. Well, I didn't read that part. <laughs> a pair of upper arms and a pair of upper arm heads. A pair of collarbones, two shoulder blades, eight heels and ankle bones, 122 toes and phalanx, 65 feet and metaparchal bones, and five first ribs and 150 pieces of ribs. This is a Cannibal Corpse album. <laughs> wow, Wait, so they found all of that and some more in the Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Not that no part of that isn't shocking, but did did I hear you correctly? He he he. They found a leg bone in a pond that he dug. Yeah, he built a little pond in the backyard. That's, and where, that's where he fed his koi. Okay, okay. <laughs> So, because I can't really get it out of my head where he's just like, I want a pond to add to the aesthetic of where I live, but I don't have a shovel. Oh, wait, I have, I a, I have the I next a femur. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All of a sudden, I got him sitting out there swinging a, a whole leg with the foot, you know, just kind of, you know, dangling. Like, this is a good shovel. <laughs> this will work. So neighbor peeks over the fence. Hey, Carl, do you need a head? I could actually use a foot to stand on right now. <laughs> I ain't got a leg to stand on down here. <laughs> Want to help? God damn. I love the story because the story was he. no one knows why he became a cannibal or a serial killer and all that. And my theory was one of the vagrants must have stepped on his garden, pissed him off, <laughs> and, just, and set him on this tirade of just, well, I'm just fuck these guys. Not just, my daisies. <laughs> exactly. Stop stepping up my daisies. Fuck my you, petunias. Carl. Oh, you know how hard it is to grow radishes here? Just seeing a three... We're in a recession. <laughs> a 300-pound man just, like, going full red yeah. and just, like, yeah. snapping. Yeah. I mean, I, that was always, like, the theory with us. It was just like, well, some vagrant stepped on his garden, pissed him off, and that just set him down this Dexter-ish tirade of tastiness, evidently. <laughs> I swear to God, you step on my days one more time, I will pickle your entire face. It's exactly it's it. it. <laughs> to make meat, you know, meat pickling and butchery and processing, all that stuff. Able to make all the meat that he was selling to everybody. Mm -hmm. They also found leather making kits, leather making tools, because he also would go around selling leather made shoelaces suspenders and belts so he had human shoelaces that were still being made suspenders that were still being made that still had the pubic hair and the scalp hair oh, and lice all over them. Oh yeah they God. were not good oh my belts God. like that and <laughs> papa danky vater danky ironically enough was actually wearing a pair of his man spenders when he was arrested and killed himself. Oh. So in prison, he's wearing human suspenders. Wow. <laughs> when they arrested him. And they still had little tufts of hair like over when they did oh. like, closer inspections. Yeah, he didn't clean them. Oh, <laughs> like, it was gross. And so, 
during all this going digging through all of this carnage, all of this stuff, they're like there. There's just, there's so much. They're like I, I there's at least thirty people. They're like yeah. maybe forty, but they found out he killed at least thirty because they also found a ledger that Carl had proved he can fucking read and write, <laughs> and it had at least thirty names, including their weight and age, and the weight of when they were dressed, when he de-dressed them, and then when he butchered them. So they had all had three different weight prospects and everything, and proved he can read and write. So he was full of shit. The fucker can read and write, and there was but there was there was one name, one name in particular that the entire police force just went fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's not too loud, Joe, uh, Leo. I tried to turn away, and so, <laughs> so it was just great because they're like, "All right, read me the name, read me the names, read me the names," and they get reading, and then they got to twenty-five-year-old Ms. Sander. Who was killed on December 21st, 1909? Remember, he was arrested in 1924. This oh, he killed this girl in 1909. Yeah. Why is that name important? Well, it's because a butcher by the name of Edward Troutman was arrested in 1910 for suspicion of murdering her. Just suspicion of murdering her. She just disappeared. They. She just. She she was a prostitute too. I'm pretty certain. Like I'm pretty certain from what I yes. she was a she was lady of the night. Yeah. So she just bloop, <laughs> you know. She couldn't, and they're just like, yeah, fuck it, you killed her. And he's just like, because <laughs> they're like, you were the last person to see her, and everyone heard you solicit her. And he's just like, what? And so <laughs> then I like, didn't even get my dinky wet. Yeah, he's like, I didn't even see her. I didn't even see her. She, we went to her house. <laughs> like, I went. I swear, I thought she was 18. <laughs> she never saw my schnitzel. <laughs> so, this is Das Boopy. So, again, there's no evidence this chick's dead or anything. They just said he killed her, and they arrested him, and he was sentenced to 15 years in prison yeah. in 1911. They sentenced him to 15 years. Shit. And then he was released on good behavior before... Fuck. Yeah, it's like, it's so... So here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. We we bought. Okay, our bad. <laughs> we'll just get it out. out, out, out let's get out the open. We you, fucked up. We fucked up. You're free, anyways. You know, like you you have no harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. And so this guy was like, "Yeah, I'm suing the fuck out of you." <laughs> <laughs> so he's sued. Recession, my ass. <laughs> I guarantee that. I guarantee that cop is just like reading the reports. Is like. I, I'm so fucking fired. <laughs> yeah, basically so. Dude, sued the hell out of the city. Got, like, I think he got, like, millions of dollars worth of euros, but it's worthless because it's a recession. So they, like... I take it off or he got? He's the tenor. <laughs> so basically <laughs> what he did. <laughs> he's the tenor. We forget about it. I don't pay taxes <laughs> ever. <laughs> so. Anytime the cops get called up for the guy's place, I guarantee he's just like, no. 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 <laughs> no. You still owe me 14. <laughs> so. And basically. And so that was, and that's the end of Tanky's story. But why was he forgotten? Well, the reason, one of the biggest reasons he was forgotten is because at the time that Father Danky was uh, going around and fucking eating people, selling them all over the market, not even the black market, the market, the, market. <laughs> the actual going to King Supers, here's their pork! <laughs> the Walmart deli section. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, there were also two other active serial killers during this time who, well, now that was 
fucked up, hammer-wielding, jerking-off guy. Episode 170. <laughs> and then the werewolf of Hanover, Fritz Harmon, who are we going to be covering next time? And I'm going to reveal a really fun connection as he eats the pig. Evidently, <laughs> <But laughs> he's ready for bacon. Yep. But, uh, and I'll reveal a cool connection between uh, Peter Curtin and Fritz Harmon. But these two guys literally buried Peter Danke's story. And uh, not Peter Danke, Carl Danke's story. Another reason why these guys did it too is because they were both caught and they confessed and they were tried. They told their story. They were convicted. Like uh, Peter Curtin, his book, the book about him, The Sadist, is considered. We'll we'll talk about him next time. So. But that's another uh, one. One of the thing, reasons why Peter Danke just kind of like disappeared. Also, the fact that he killed himself within two hours of getting caught. <laughs> all, he, this isn't going to end well. For yeah, him. <laughs> he literally knew. Like, well, you have to come, and we're going to go into your house. He's like, yep. I die tonight. Yep, game over. To hell, I ride. <laughs> <laughs> I so fucked. I so fucked. I so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so. So yeah, and also honestly, I really, I'm really certain, I'm really certain that because he died, like I think at the beginning of World War II or just before World War II mm-hmm. erupted and everything, I'm pretty certain like this German town was like, look, we are the are bastards. We don't need another reason, did already. We don't need to add another one. And so he disappeared for a little. The, his story disappeared until the 1970s. Where after World War Two, like World War Two's ended, it's after the war and everything. There's new residents in the house. I don't know why they never just destroyed everything and dug everything up because the new residents decided to finally tear down that shack. And then like they ended up, and when they tore down the shack, they dug up more human skulls and more arms and stuff like that. They found more bones that was attributed to Danky's killing. Oh my god. God. 50 years later, raised his kill count. <laughs> Sorry. And then his story was finally found and brought into the limelight in 1999 by Lucina Bialy, a uh, curator at the University Library at P- uh, Piasek Warclaw. Uh, yeah, Roarclaw. Um, and she convinced the local museum of the town to actually put up an entire exhibit about Danky. She was like, look true crime is in now you need tourism <laughs> and they're like nothing sounds okay. like murder yeah basically and they did there's a whole exhibit about him there and so why wasn't he caught during this entire time like what was one of the reasons and, and he wasn't careful he wasn't a very obviously careful <laughs> because so his neighbors during the so but until like because everybody's still like what the fuck and so his neighbors were like you know, that makes a lot more sense now. And so the police were like, what? What makes more sense? Like, well... <laughs> so... Here today, so gone in tomorrow. The mid- in the middle of the night, every now and then we'd hear, like, screams coming from Papa Danky's place. And they're like, uh-huh. And they're like, but it's but it's work time, so we didn't care. And they're like, what else? Is there anything else? And like, well... <laughs> well... We would look out our window at night and see Danky take gallons and tubs of blood and just throw it out on the streets and dump them into like this drain like blood and then he's like yeah blood and they're like and that wasn't suspicious we thought they were dogs yes. it's a recession it's in the middle he's a butcher he's a butcher <laughs> they were dogs and he's feeding us like i was like what and they're like uh-huh anything else well, well. <laughs> 
mean, he would bring giant sacks of, like, stuff and drag them across the yard and just dump them everywhere and stuff. And, like, you never thought about talking to us. Eh. He brought us food. <laughs> we bought pickled meat, which, no, see. I like, I like puppy, little yeah. chewy, but... After Dinky's death that, you know, he was selling human meat yeah. because, you know, they had to release it. And so... Pork, especially pork sales, plummeted that Christmas and holiday season. No one bought meat for at least five years from that town. Wow. Like at least. Meat sales in general plummeted. And then for a good two weeks, everyone in town was having stomach issues <laughs> and wondering why they'd been shitting so much this entire time. Oh, my why God. Why they'd been, like, feeling oh. weird from eating the meat. Oh. It all clicked in the whole town probably just at once, one big final. <laughs> For so, any public restroom, everybody's just on tap. Well, like, you also got to imagine all those people who bought shoelaces and shit from them. They probably looked at the lace and like, that's oh. hair. That's his hair. That was Timmy. I wear Timmy. <laughs> My Timmy sweater. Now we know how Timmy Hilfiger got started. Wow. Exactly. So... <laughs> And that's probably the figure, but and that's Papa Danky, the forgotten cannibal. <laughs> it's like one of the few times where it's awful that the neighbors minded their own business. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but, like, I, I will give it to their credit, because they were in a recession, because things were bad. It's not uncommon that, uh, you know, cats and dogs were used as meat. Yeah. I mean, it just it just was what it was. It was a, it was a great, but, yeah, again. That, that was the thing, because they're, like, throughout this entire time, too, like, there were some people, like, how does he have a, how does he have a steady supply of meat? Like, how is Danky supplying all this pork product. We don't hear pigs. Like they're like we don't hear these animals. He didn't have an actual pigs or anything on the farm. They thought he was like importing them. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. Oh, and a, one last fun crazy fact about uh, about this guy. So you know who was living in Munsterberg during the entire time after P uh, after Danky's like everything got released, who? and who was who worked uh, who worked in um like it, I can't remember exactly what he did, but he worked for the newspapers. I'm pretty certain and stuff like that. He worked with like this kind of stuff. Yeah, Ed Gein's dad. Huh. Oh, oh. <laughs> and starts <Wow>. the legacy. <laughs> That's why, like, so when I first like read about this, they're like, "Yeah, this." So this is like a precursor to Ed Gein, that I've heard that his dad, like, his family's from there. Ed Gein's family's from Munsterberg. Wow. Yeah. So like, comes to here, <laughs> and it comes full circle. <laughs> Makes you wonder if like Ed Gein learned about the stuff that he did from his dad. Yeah, like, because he, because Ed Gein did say he read some, like, some of the crime documentations and crime Holy reports and shit geez. that his dad would bring home. It's wow. like the darkest, like, Germany. it's like the darkest, most macabre, like, comic origin oh story God. ever. Right, it was his dad or his, or his grandfather. He was but his grandfather at that I, point. Sorry, yeah. yeah, I should say it was either Ed Gein's dad or his grandfather. It had to be his grand, yeah. What, yeah. If it yeah, wasn't so it was based in real life, I swear to God, that would just be, like, the trail of, like, a supervillain in a comic yeah. book. Right? right? <laughs> like this whole thing. I learned to do it this way, Batman, from my grandfather. That's right. <laughs> the Injustice Society. Yeah. Fuck. Well, like, this is definitely one of those, like, you know, TV, like, TV movies. Or, yeah. Like, limited series type things where, like, you're following this, like, detective who's going insane about, like, why are all these people disappearing? And, like, everybody in town knows, like, eating their meat. The whole town's happy. And 
you just see like Dinky in the background of the thing. Like he's never a main character. Yeah, like <laughs> it's like, like Mindhunters on yeah, Amazon. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god! <laughs> like that's all it is. And then the and then the finale is just like you know they arrest him and they're like never had issues with him why are we arresting him and they see him dead in his cell they're like why did he kill himself <laughs> and then it ends just on them opening the door and then just <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so All that's right. that's Papa there. Janky there we go the forgotten cannibal who's no longer forgotten wow <laughs> well I'm not hungry anymore <laughs> Let's go get some pork chops. <laughs> However, ghouls, gals, creeps, mutants, if you are still hungry for more horror content, please check out our prior episodes leading up to this point where we've been talking more about German serial killers. Make sure you also check out 5280 Geek for a good palate cleanser. Uh, you've, you've, you've heard uh, a Smurf. Thank you again for coming on the show. My pleasure. And sitting through Boy, Sorry, this trip. When I was reading like the quarters report, the look up, both your guys' face is just like, <laughs> the jaws dropped. Like, so obviously y'all can't see it, but both of their faces yeah. were just dropped the entire time. I was trying to keep it cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could tell it. You were trying hard, especially you got to the point where it was like, yeah, wow. an anus was left over. An anus. <laughs> no one likes leftover you know, anus. Okay. Just finish your anus. It's was all. That, but was that his, like, it was clean. It was the I, only piece I don't of that know. was clean. Yeah. Like, I don't, that his fun one? I don't want to know. You know it, <laughs> I don't want to know. Like, that was his spank bank chin. material. Yeah, he's like, this is my channel, Jameson. <laughs> Obviously, he's not alive then, but... <laughs> Baby's got the back. Das good. Das good. That's the way daddy likes it, yeah. Das good. Das good. Oh. And if you really want some more horror stuff, be sure to visit Colorado Festival of Horror September 10th through the 12th. Please. I don't think it'll be as no fantastic as tonight's story, but we will have food specials in the restaurant. Uh, and, we and promise it was, it's not meat. And, well, it is meat, I mean, but it's people. properly processed meat. <laughs> yeah. Nazi Oscar Viavina. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so with that in mind, ghouls, gals, creeps, and mutants, please support Smurf. Please support 5280 Geek and the links below. Make sure you are following them. And again, make sure you get your tickets for the Colorado Festival of Horror. Stay tuned to the Punk Rock Horror Podcast for the following week afterwards because we will be putting that content up on our YouTube as well. Um, again, Smurf, thank you for being here on the My show. Pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, you so much. Uh, we hope we can come on your show in the future. Yep. After, after Colorado Festival of Horror, you guys are invited to come to the studio for your reaction. Hell yeah. Sweet. And Hell I, yeah. I'll... I'll come up with something horror. It's okay. I don't know if I can touch that one. We can talk more than just horror. I promise. Yes. Okay, I promise. Okay. We're, we're, we're all a huge comic book. Yes, we're also big nerds. Yes. Listeners, if you want to continue supporting Punk Rock Horror Podcast, please go over to our Twitter and our Instagram over on Twitter at official PRHP and on Instagram at Punk Rock Horror Podcast hashtag PRHP Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at the Undead Matt and t- Cody on Twitter at at Krampus Cody. And again, sportslashingcast.net. Uh, we are still on Facebook, like, but like I said, we just don't focus on that one as much. And we're still hoping things to get figured out with the Slasher app itself so we can continue posting content on there. But again, thank you, listeners, for coming and supporting the show and listening to us. Please take care of yourselves. Please stay safe. And we will talk about horror with you next time. Bye. Bye.